It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. to the coach steve show that can be found on youtube the coach steve show on youtube the podcast version can be found anywhere spotify apple stitcher google pandora iHeartRadio, wherever you find your podcasts you can find the coach steve show there you can also look at the blog format at the coach steve show dot blogspot dot com like subscribe share out the youtube channel the podcasts the YouTube channel, thumbs up or thumbs down to let me know to improve. On the podcast, please leave a review, five-star, four-star, anything like that. If you don't like it, just pretend it never happened. It really helps out a lot when we get ratings, subscriptions, likes, everything else. Share it out. Tell a friend. Everything else. Want to join it? The podcast, fantastic. But welcome back, everybody. On the show, before I can even get going, check out the rest of the videos and the podcast. Great topics on Marvel. There's talks with great coaches all over the country, high school and college. Great talks with sports recaps, everything like that. Everything you can imagine can be found here on the Coach Steve Show. So let's get going on today's podcast and video. I want to do videos that are going to help younger coaches, football coaches. Not, I, I guess could help every coach, but... Specifically, specifically, we're going to look at football coaches, young coaches getting into the game, people that 
maybe are older and are getting into coaching, depending how long it takes. Because some people don't do it right out of college. Some people don't do it right out of high school. They wait. And there's, like I said before, great stuff everywhere. But I want to do my own way, show a simple, stupid way. There's great coaches out there with great content that are way smarter than me. But I want to get, be able to sit there and say that I gave back to the community that's given me so much. So these are continuing on the videos to help with younger coaches to, to make football simple, show my way of thinking, what I've been around with five different high schools for football, what I've been a part of, what I've ran, what I've learned from other coaches. I want to do these videos. That's what we're here for. This is what these, some of these videos are going to be about. So this is continuing from the videos that I've already started. And this is going to be hints at other offenses, but this will also be a simple spread way. You have to start from the bottom. You have to crawl before you can walk, so we have to start at the bottom. We've gone over gaps, how you label gaps, because believe it or not, some coaches may not know that. Some may come right out of high school and don't know that. What they learned in high school, they may not have learned that. We went over techniques. You got your zero text, your one text all the way through. We did all that. So now we are moving on to the next part that I want to discuss with you today. One thing I think is important is if you come in and you're, some people are lucky enough to become a head freshman coach. Some people come in and a head coach says, hey, we run this offense. You have to understand what are labels as players. Of course, you have your line, center, right guards, left guards, left tackle, right tackle. All that's great. But you have to under, really look at how do these coaches label things how are they labeling their running backs? Some are T's, some are R's. Mike Leach's world, he labels it as an F. How do you label your wide receivers? How do you have them line up? Those are all very important things. If you're a new offensive coordinator, if you're coming in and they said, hey, you have to go down the freshman and something happens, they say, hey, you've got to teach wide receivers this and you've never coached wide receivers. You're going to go down and call the plays at the freshman level, sophomore level, JV level, whatever it is and you're a newer coach, you've just been doing positions, you're just doing your thing. Now you got to look at the whole picture and to, to see different ways, how do they line up on the field? And then you got to determine what kind of offense you are because as my mind, what, what defines a spread offense? So for me, being a simple spread defines spread. To some people, spread is having your four wide receivers. When you bring a hand down tight end, you are no longer spread. It's not four anymore. Now you've only got three. If you go with a hand down tight end and a sniffer, which I'll get to what that is, you get to a sniffer. Now you may now you're only going to have two wide receivers. So you to, to some people you're no longer spread. To some people being in spread means being in shotgun. So as we've evolved, I don't even know if I think the only real spread out there is is Coach Leach's way. He is the only one I would consider a true spread. When you bring a hand down tight end, you may no longer be spread. So for me, even though I'm calling this simple spread offense for me it's almost a simple shotgun it's a just a simple offense so before you get when you get into coaching you have to be prepared of how certain coaches are going to label their players and personnel packages so when you go into these interviews you kind of have understanding of what they are because when I was in high school I didn't know I had to go out and learn this so be prepared you have to know personnels you have to know what they mean, and you have to know how certain things are going to get labeled and how they're going to line up. One thing you hear in football a lot, and some, like I said, when I was in high school coming into coaching, we didn't use this. 
coaches sometimes just sub players in and, and, and to get what they want. But if you want to run a any type of spread offense, you know, I don't know, I don't care how you d- define it. Even if you bring a hand down tight end to something that's not spread, you still have to have personnel and this and that. And sometimes it's a lot easier when you make groups. Some people give them names. You hear heavy package. You might call them your king package, your queen package. You you might even call them so the, the Steve package, the Steve package, whatever it is. But you have to understand how things get labeled in football. Like I said, if you're an 18-year-old coach coming in, you may not know this when a head coach interviews you and, and you're thinking you want to be top dog and go to varsity, but you don't understand these certain things or understand it's not going to help. So if you come in knowing this already, it might help you move up, maybe you coach freshmen, maybe you coach sophomores, anything like that. So you have to understand when they say we want our 10 personnel or they line up in 11 personnel, they line up in 12 personnel, what does that necessarily mean? So when you hear zero personnel, that means there is just the, the quarterbacks involved in every single one of these, obviously, and your five linemen. So these personnel are these certain things when you hear 10, 11, 12, those guys are not involved in it. So when you hear zero, that means you've got zero running backs and zero tight ends. Mostly when you hear zero tight ends, that means hand in the ground, maybe they're a wing back. That's kind of what they mean. When you've got 10 personnel, okay, that means you have your one running back, okay? One running back, if I can write, it would be one running back. Okay, one back. The zero means you've got zero tight ends. Okay, so I got one back, zero tight ends. I apologize for the writing. It's a work in progress. Okay, so when you're watching a, a college game, NFL game, even high school, and they say, oh, when you hear a coach talk like, man, we're, we're heavy 10 personnel. Okay, that, that means they've got one running back, no tight ends. That's my Mike Leach look. You've got two RCs on the left, two on the right. You've got three on the left, one on the right. Anything like that, that's what they mean when they say they are a 10 personnel team. I'm going to fix that. So they're one, so that's what it is. When you hear, oh man, we're in a lot of 11 personnel. Okay, so you've got your one running back. Okay, now you've got your one tight end, which I label as Y. Some people, when they write it out, they'll put the TE for tight end. This means you probably have a hand down tight end. Sometimes they put their tight ends out wide you see a lot of why so this is what they mean so if you go interview for a head coach and he goes yeah we run a lot of 10 11 personnel and you've never coached you might be like i don't know what that means okay this is what this means moving on you've got 12 personnel (coughs) in football 11 personnel is making a comeback 12 personnel is making a comeback 12 personnel is exactly what it means one running back now you've got two tight ends which I'm labeling as why. that means this is where the argument comes in. When I first became offensive coordinator, I always knew that the formation ace with two tight ends on the line of scrimmage. That was my 12 personnel. So when I was offensive coordinator, now some people give these names. Some people might say my 10 personnel is, hey, I need my bulldog um, personnel because Michael Leach is at Mississippi State. Maybe that's what they are. When you want to run 11 personnel, you can call whatever you want. You can give it some type of name. You know, I coach for a team that's called the Blazers. Hey, I need my Blazer personnel. When you're in 12, if there's a team you know that runs a lot of 12 personnel, 
hey, hey, I need Arizona State personnel, I need Arizona personnel or whatever. You can call whatever you want as long as the kids. When I was OC, I didn't give them names because in a type of offense where you're no huddle, um, sometimes you have certain names for certain things. Sometimes your run game is labeled certain things. So for me, I literally said, hey, 10, 10, 10, 10. Or I need 12, 12, 12. And I had a list in the locker room and these kids knew exactly where they were. I put my labels on there. I had a depth chart. So this, so one kid in 11 personnel might line up at a wide, this one wide receiver, but if I go to 12, they have to know, maybe I'm not the X wide receiver, I'm the Z one or whatever it is. So you can label them, call them out however you want. When I was offense coordinator, it was, I need my zero personnel. I need my 10 personnel. And each kid was assigned a position by the label that they were. So when you hear teams say, oh, they run a lot of 10 personnel, 12 personnel, this is what they're talking about. So you need to know this stuff when you go to that interview with your head coach, OC, or whoever, even defense, they talk about it as well. So after the, the ones we just saw, you are seeing a lot of. Now, like a 12 personnel is making a comeback, 11 personnel is making a comeback. You are actually, even these personnel are coming back. So what I mean by coming back is when we all played, we were in I formations. NFL runs a lot of pro style. They run a lot of I formation. This is the type of personnel that they're using. So like you might hear someone say, oh, we're 20 personnel. Okay. That's, let's continue. There's two running backs. Okay. This is where if you're in shotgun, you got your quarterback and two running backs. Sometimes you'll have the quarterback, one running back and a sniffer. That's still 20 personnel, depending on how you personally want to label it. So you got two running backs and no tight ends. You get to 21 personnel. You got two running backs. That's a horrible R and one tight end. Okay. I ran this too as an offense coordinator. I had my 21 personnel where you have two running backs and a hand down tight end. You're just opening up a gap. You can do different things. We get to that. Okay. 22 personnel. It's just as it sounds. Two. If I can learn how to do this, two running backs, two tight ends, okay? Two running backs, however you want to put them. Two hand down tight ends, one hand down, one wing, one sniffer, however you want, however your kids are going to remember, your coaches, whatever offense you're going to run, this is what it is. So you have no personnel groupings. You have to understand what they mean. You have to know exactly what you want and exactly what type of kids you're looking for. For example, you could still, I did this once in a while, you could still say 11 personnel and I'm breaking rules and I don't want to make any old traditional coaches mad. When I was OC, I could still say 11 personnel. Now, now 95% of the time, that was my hand down tight end or a wing. He was a hand down tight end or a wing that I could put in there. But you can call 11 personnel and still call where he's not with his hand down or a wing, he's out in the slot. Now, that doesn't really make a lot of sense because if he has been mainly in the box, maybe he's not the guy that can catch the ball all the time, they may not look at him. But maybe he's a good blocker in space. Not just with his hand down, but he's a good blocker out there and you want that kid in there for certain things. You can still yell, 11, 11, 11, I need 11. And now you can move however you want. Like I said, have that list out there. So when you're going to this interview and they say we run a lot of this personnel, this personnel, now you should be able to understand when they say we have 22 personnel, I don't know, 31 personnel, it, it's all the same. And maybe that's how some people label their position groups or their packages. A lot of times you hear names with them, but me, I made it so simple. I just gave them numbers so they didn't have to memorize another name. 
So hopefully this helps you when you look at exactly how certain things get labeled when you hear it on TV or when you go into that interview. So now you have your different um, groupings, you know, your different personnel packages. Now you've got to understand how you're going to use them and how things are labeled. A traditional way, this is Mike Leach's ace, and this is how I, this has been most of the how I've most of the time how I've seen players get labeled. So when you're looking at wide receivers going left to right, that's how you always label things going left to right. Traditionally, for me, and what I've seen a lot of people do is your left wide receiver is the X. Okay, and I'm going to move this H out of the way, just like the alphabet. Okay, got your X here on the left. You know, if you're saying the alphabet. X here, then it doesn't matter, but for A's purposes, so all the way on the left is X. You got your Y over here and Z, just like the alphabet. Then you traditionally, it just depends on what offense you run, however you want to label it. But for me, I've always seen an H. So if this is Mike Leach's terminology, this is his ace formation. A lot of times I've seen this called spread right because the tight end dictates where it is. I've seen this called spread right before. Um, most of the time I've seen this doubles. So this is doubles. This is, if you're Mike Leach terminology, this is ace. Like I said before, just a few minutes ago, for me, ace was always two hand down tight ends. So it just depends. This can be spread right, doubles, however you want. So we got the X and the H on the left, Y and Z on the right. And in the backfield, you got your quarterback and your, now here's where another label. Some put it as your tailback. Some people put it as the running back. Mike Leach's world, he puts it as the F. <clears throat> he'll have the F in the back. So you have to know how to label things in a way where people know and you know and understand. Another way you can label that I've seen is you don't have an H back. It could be the F. It just takes place of the H, so it's still X, F, Y, Z. Because traditionally you had them in the backfield. That's why you had your X, your Y, and your Z. So right now with them spread out, traditionally this is 10 personnel because you've got one running back, no tight ends, if that's how you're going to work. Okay, so I'm going to put this back as an H for me. What I mean by when you go 11 personnel, this, this Y, I label it as a Y. Some people, when you put the hand down tight end in, they change it and they'll put the TE for tight end. That's fine. I keep it Y all the time. When I was OC as a run game coordinator, I continued to label it as Y because it just makes it simple for the kids. They know what they're looking for. It makes it simple for me as a coach, and it makes it simple for the assistant coaches that you're working with because that's another thing when you move up. You have to make sure that you're making it simple for the coaches as well. The Coach Steve Show is sponsored by the Launchpad Kickoff Team. If you're a football coach out there, high school, college, NFL, doesn't matter – and you're looking for that edge for your special teams, for your kicker, for the kickoff onsides, you guys need to go to launchpadkickofftee.com. If you have a younger guy trying to develop the kicker, you want the ball to get to the end zone, you need to go to Launchpad Kickoff Tee. This tee gives a coach a strategic options for squib kicks, onsides, everything. It is proven that your kicker will kick off farther. It is legal for NCAA, for high school, Okay, the Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. So if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS to use the code CSS, you can get a Launchpad Kickoff Tee for 10% off. 
So go to launchpadkickoffteague.com slash CSS. You can use the code CSS for the Coach Steve Show to get 10% off. Also, there's a bundle. You can get one for 10% off. You can go to two and get more percent off. Or there's an option to buy four. If you click the option to buy the four kickoff tees, if you like it so much, when you use the code CSS, you'll get the fourth one free. So instead of paying full price for all four, you'll get three. So go to launchpadkickoffteek.com slash CSS. Use the code CSS. Get 10% off. Buy four to get the fourth one free. This is a game changer, guys. It does more than just hold your balls. Go get the Launchpad Kickoff Tee today to give your kicker an edge for next season. So if when I was OC, if you call 11 personnel, I would say 11, 11, 11 to get a sub. Now, this is what I mean. So let's say in your 10 personnel, you had one kid as the X and one kid the Z. You call 11 personnel. Well, what if you flip-flop those guys? So he was usually the Z. Well, now he's the X. The X might go to uh, Z. You might even put him at the H, depending on what you're running. So that's just different ways to move guys around. That's why a lot of times personnel packages have, might have names. Um, you have... I've heard it everything. Kings, Queens, Joker, Tiger. You could do whatever. But when I would call 11 personnel, I knew that the kid that was coming in was a kid that could put his hand in the dirt or line up at a wing. So for us, if I would put him on the right, a couple different ways. You can go doubles tight right. If that was your when he was out here, this two-by-two two look, you can call it doubles. You can go doubles tight right or whatever. Traditionally, this is called pro right because you have a hand down tight end. So if you're in a shotgun... You call 11 personnel, and you call pro right. His hand's in the dirt. You call wing right. He just lines up at a wing. Like, and it's still the same thing, except that his hand in the dirt, he's just got his hands on his hips, on his knees, on his thighs, whatever. So right here is an example of 11 personnel. you still got your one running back and your tight end. Okay? If you wanted to go 12 personnel, Okay? Your A trolley comes completely out of the game. You bring in another tight end, so now you got two Ys. For me, this was ace. So now you got this. You can line up like this. Some people call it diamond, where they're both in the wings. So if that's your formation and you call 12 personnel, you know, hey, I need 12 personnel. They're screaming on the sideline. They sub in and go line up in diamond. Here you go. You can go pro right. And if you got two hand downs, it might be automatic that he's a wing. If you call ace, he's got two hand down tight ends. So these are just ways that you could have your personnel groups, how it looks simple. If you went like a zero, that's on there. This is usually when you see teams line up and empty. This is just an example. So now you've got no running backs, no true tight ends in your world, and it's just the quarterbacks. That's usually your empties, uh, quads formations, all that type of stuff. Um, and then a big popular formation that's been used a lot you could go even in 10 personnel uh, where you got one running back. You can call like a twins right or left or king or queen or whatever and have this H-back as a sniffer. Now, what I mean by as a sniffer is you can line them up in between the guard and the tackle or right behind the guard, right behind the tackle. It doesn't matter. The reason why you call them a sniffer because they get kind of close to the line to where they can pretty much smell the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? That's why they call it a sniffer. You see Coach Deerman run this a lot. You've seen... Gus, Gus over when he was at Auburn, now he's at UCF. That's where Coach Dearman got it. And, and he's not just him. Everybody runs this. You're seeing this a lot in high school because it's very simple. So 
this is what I mean. This could be 10 personnel, but a lot of times this might be um, uh, 20 personnel a lot of times, sometimes, because you might bring in a fullback. It's not even an H-back at that. You could label it an F if you want because he might be your blocker. A lot of people still label him as an H. So those are different ways that you could take those personnel groupings and put them out here in your simple, I'm going to still say spread, even though it's always spread, in the simple shotgun spread offense. Going back to the labeling, this has just been universally how I've seen it. There's also a different way to go about this. I've also seen you could have an X receiver. You have your H or your F or whatever you want to call them. Y has been pretty universal. A lot of people use that. And I've also seen W. At one school I coached at, we labeled one of them W because they would line up on the wide side of the field, okay? Wide side of the field. So the formation was always dictated by the players. He knew he was going one side or the other. Unless it was right down the middle of the field, he would just pick. Unless Because we were a huddle team. We were a huddle shotgun spread team. Literally spread. We ran two by two and three by one, and that was it. That's all we ran. So they would go to the wide side of the field. So that's how you get people to move. Sometimes the Y traveled with him. Sometimes he didn't, just depend on the formation. Because you could have him be on the wide side of the field, but you call trips left to the short side of the field. So I've seen this labeled as Y before. I've seen the inside guy labeled as this. Now what I mean by the W again, he was to the wide side. So the players were responsible for dictating where they were on the wide side or the short side. Here's what I mean by when I say wide side to some of you coaches. So if the ball's on the left hash, okay, if you look towards the left here, if it's on the left hash, that's the boundary. To the right hash, that's the field. Boundary means you're going towards the sideline or the boundary. The field, there's just all this grass, okay? So the W knew that's where he was going, to the wide side of the field, unless told otherwise. So they come to the huddle. They see the ball's on the left hash. That wide receiver is yelling right, 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 or strong right, rip, Rip Liz, you know, whatever you want. They were telling the rest of the wide receivers, hey, I'm going to the right, so this base the formation as such. Okay, now you got to know how to line them up. Okay, you have to understand when players line up wrong. So what does on top of the numbers mean? Well, that usually means your wide receiver is on top of the numbers because when they're on, so they're on the outside of the numbers or on top of the numbers. When you want them on the inside or you say on the bottom, bring them inside. That's on the bottom. So it just depends how you want them to line up. And it all depends on your formations and your play call, what you're looking for, because you could still say, hey, we're going to run trips left or a bunch left. However you want. They can line up like this and say, hey, the Y's on the numbers, H is on the bottom of the numbers, X you're on top of the numbers. Now here's in high school, your W's on the wide side, so it depends on your formation. Do you want them on the bottom of the numbers? you want them on top of the numbers? you want them on the hash? You've got to understand how to line those guys up, how they're labeled, where to put them at. So this is another way you could label your offense. So when a guy says, yeah, we got our W, we've got our H, this is probably what they mean by W. Some It's not necessarily this way, but this is how another way you could do to label your guys and where they line up. The last way I've seen to have players labeled um, is L and R for your wide receivers. So we had X as the left receiver. We had Z as the right receiver. Now, yes. You can move these guys. I've seen where Trey, where you have both receivers on the same side. That's just that's just however you want to do it. But I've seen L and R, literally how it sounds. If you're the L, you're on the left side wide receiver. 
if you're the R, I've seen it signal in like this. Like when you tag certain routes, R for like a rock, you're on the right side. And you can still have your personnel groupings. Hey, I need my, my 11 personnel. 11 personnel, maybe the kid in the 10 personnel was the R. Well, in 11, now he's the L. Okay, I've seen this too. This is also very simple for the kids. Now, when they get to college, not necessarily labeled like this, but guess what? It's a very simple fix. But again, in high school, you have to get your coaches to know what's going on. You've got to get the players to know. So this might be very, very simple for the kids to know if they're the L and the R. And again, you give them landmarks, like your L's, are they on top of the numbers, are they on the bottom of the numbers? When this ball moves to different hashes, how are they going to line up? And then how are you going to have your Y's and H's line up? So if you're in the middle of the field, your R's and your L's are on top of the numbers. So you tell your Y, where do they line up? Do they line up on the hash? That's perfectly fine. But you should give them consistent rules. Okay, so is the strength of your, or the strength or the direction of your formation dictate on the Y? Most likely. So if this was your spread right, the Y is on the right, R is here, he's still on top of the numbers, even if he's off the line of scrimmage, doesn't matter. So you tell your Y. Do you split the difference between your tackle and the R? Probably, I've seen that a lot. So if you're in the middle of the field and you look and say, okay, R is on top of the numbers, you are going to split the difference between the, the last man on the line of scrimmage to that wide receiver. You can you could absolutely do that. If you call trips right and the H comes over, now where's the H's landmark? So it might change a little bit. Do you want him to split the difference between the Y and the H? That's fine. When there's trips, you tell the Y, all right, now you're splitting the difference between the hash and the wide receiver. And then telling the H, you're splitting the difference between the Y and the right tackle. You could do that as well. As long as they have consistent rules, like, okay, when I know when I'm in trips, I'm doing this. When I'm in spread or doubles, I'm splitting this, don't know how to line up. And your Y receiver out here is always on top of the numbers. But that's just the middle of the field. What if the ball moves to the left hash? Well, you could tell your left receiver, hey, you're still on top of the numbers unless we're in a certain formation. Over here, you could still tell your wide receiver you're on top of the numbers. Or when it gets moved, now you're on the bottom of the numbers, or you can keep them. You could keep it exactly the same. So right now we had trips right. Now if you go trips right, but the ball's on the left hash, tell your R or your Z you're on top of the numbers, okay, because you're dictating where we're going to line up. For in trips right, the Y, you're supposed to split the difference between the last man on the line of scrimmage and the R. So he's out here, H, you're splitting the difference between the last man on the line of scrimmage and the Y. It's pretty far, but you're still keeping it same. You're spreading out the defense. A different twist you could do is your R. You could say, hey, when we're on the left hash, move over. Now you're on the bottom of the numbers. Y, you're splitting the difference between the last man on the line of scrimmage and the wide receiver. H, you're splitting the difference between... This and that from the Y and the last man line of scrimmage. If you just called spread right, this is a little closer. L is on top of the numbers. H is splitting the difference. You could still have your R be on top of the numbers. Tell him to still split the difference. They're still kind of wide, but you're getting some space. Or you could tell him, hey, when we're on the left hash and we call spread right, and this takes a lot of practice, 
you're going to be on the bottom of the numbers. Why split a difference to bring them a little closer? Because it's high school. That's a, those are tough throws to make, all that type of stuff. So it's just you have to have consistent rules to make things simple. Know how they're labeled. Know exactly what personnel groupings you've got out there and have these consistent rules of how they line up. So when you go to talk to the head coach, you have an understanding of when they're showing you and when you coach a position you may never coach before, you understand how they're going to line up. Yeah, that was just a quick video. I told you we're starting from the bottom. We've got our gaps. We've got our techniques. We've got how you're going to label personnel groupings. What do they mean? What's 10, 12, 22 personnel, all that stuff. And again, I'm leaning more towards the shotgun, quote-unquote, spread offensive stuff. This is simple spread. Now you've seen how you label. If you become an offense coordinator, you can label them however you want. Those were simple ways. Those are ways I've been a part of. Those are ways universally how it's done. Again, this is pointed to help coaches out, and we are going to be stupid simple because I'm stupid. Look at me. Guys, I have the face for radio. We are going to be stupid simple. This helps me to get better redrawing stuff, to let my mind think, to help you guys maybe conversate with me about certain things, to help me learn. This is to help an 18-year-old that wants to go coach. This is to help maybe a kid that they love sports, they just can't play, and they're going to help coach in high school. Someone that worked for 10 years after high school or college and they want to get into coaching and, and they need somewhere from the bottom up, that's what I'm trying to do. So stupid, simple. We are going to stay stupid, simple. Okay? So now you guys got gaps, techniques. Now you've got how personnel groupings work, examples of them. So hopefully this helps you guys out. So anybody that watched, I appreciate you so much. Please, again, for the YouTube, like, subscribe. Please share out. Um, the podcast form, Spotify, Apple, Pandora, iHeart, Stitcher, all that stuff. The Coach Steve Show can be found everywhere. Please give a thumbs up, five-star review. If you didn't like it, please just pretend it never happened and give positive feedback, constructive criticism. We will get better. Thank you so much for watching the video. We're going to see you guys next time. Again, go check out all the other stuff. Great coach conversations, Marvel, uh, sports recaps, these videos. It's all, all on this YouTube channel. It's all on the podcast. Again, guys, thank you guys so much. See you guys next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.